Welcome to City Reach Cumberland's weekly podcast. We hope this message blesses you. For more information about us, you can check us out on the web at cityreachcumberland.com. You know, we, we have a lot of newer believers, and I, I think I just wanted to start kind of from there and start forward early saying, and you know, I've titled this, I'm saved, now what? Okay, you know, I've accepted Jesus, what do I do next? And what, what's, what's coming at me? What am I looking at here? Um, and again, you know, we, we're always cliched and we say, you know, oh, once you're saved, man, life's a, it's just a joy ride, man. You just kick your feet up and relax and God takes care of everything, right? Wrong? No, that's not what happens. Um, and <clears throat> so where I, where I felt led to just kind of start was similar to our walk, You know, Jesus, when he came upon the scene, here's John the Baptist, and he's out there and he's telling people, you know, come get baptized, repent of your sins. Come get baptized, repent of your sins, because the one's coming. The one's coming. It ain't me. I'm nothing. I can't even tie his shoe straps together, man. I'm, I'm a, this one coming after me, he's the one. So here comes Jesus in one day. John points him out. There he is. There's the Lamb of God recognized him. And Jesus comes to him and says, you got to baptize me too. No, 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 no. John's like trying to be this humble. No, no, no. I, you baptize me. I'm, the, I'm just this lowly nothing. Jesus says, no, no. I came as a man. I got to do everything according to the customs and everything else, just like God set this thing up. I can't be disobedient. I'm not, I didn't come to be this. I came to be a man just like you. So <clears throat> I'm going to pick this up in Luke 3, 22 and 23. When all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. And just a theological note here, you know, we all we we sometimes get talking about the Trinity, and you know, you talk about there's one God but three separate persons. But wait a minute, God's just the Father, right? The other two are Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You get all this. But this is right here in like one little section. You're seeing all three members together. You got the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus as as a man, and the Father saying, "There's my beloved Son." All three of them right there in action. So when you say God, you can be referring to all three. You know, when you say God and someone says, like, you're talking about Jesus, oh, that, well, that's Jesus, that's not God. Yeah, it is. They're all, all three God. I'm down the rabbit hole already. Sorry. But I want to make sure at the end, you, you notice he says something. You are my, what kind of son? Beloved son. He's letting Jesus know in that moment. This is my beloved son. And a lot of us new to this faith, I think one of the things that we have a hard time really, I think, really getting inside of us is, does God really love me? Like, because we have all this stuff. We have all this baggage. And even when we get saved and someone says the gospel, we have an altar call and someone comes up, 
you still have that inner like I don't know, man. God, I don't think God really is happy with me. I'm, I've done, I've done so much, and I don't, I don't know. Okay, I, I accept Jesus, and you still walk away going, ah, oh, man, I just. But in that moment, I think we all need to have a clarity of God saying, "You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved." And I think that's the first thing when after I, you know there's a salvation that really I think needs to be a revelation of people is that God loves you, loves you. He's not just accepting you. He's not the CEO of a company looking down going, okay, we just hired somebody new. Okay, great. I'll never talk to them or know them, but I mean, good, we hired somebody. No. He loves you like a son or daughter. And I, I just think that sometimes it's, it's, we become so worldly. It's so hard to really just let it go and say, my gosh, I have a, I have a God that created this universe, a God that, that spoke a word, and, and all of a sudden the sun was there, a moon was there, stars were there, mountains were there, clouds were there. A God that powerful, that all-knowing, loves me? Wow. Loves me. And I think it's just it's it's fascinating because I think right now we I, I mentioned this kind of last week, but it's the greatest miracle we see. You know, a lot of times we think of signs, miracles, wonders. We think of somebody blind, all of a sudden their eyes pop open, deaf ears pop open. But when someone goes from an absolute worldly, I don't, I'm so far away from God, sinner, dead spiritually, on their way to hell. To in a moment, Jesus comes into their heart and they're changed and they're on their way to heaven. That's the greatest miracle ever. And we say it, you know, when, when the, I know it sounds terrible, but like when someone's eye, you pray for somebody, their blind eyes come open, that doesn't mean they're getting into heaven. And that doesn't mean you're getting into heaven. If I lay hands on somebody and their eyes pop open, that doesn't, that doesn't give some automatic pass. I open someone's blind eyes, I'm on my way to heaven. Because you can use the gifts and you don't know Jesus. That's, that's scripture. I did signs, wonders, God. Yeah, but I didn't know you. Opening blind eyes, deaf ears is not a free pass to, to heaven. Accepting Jesus' sacrifice, death, burial, resurrection as Lord and Savior, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. That's the greatest miracle we can see. And the truth of the matter is, like, we become a world where we don't want to acknowledge, like, sin's not sin anymore. If you say, well, something's sin, ah, right away, what do you, you're called names, you're judging, you hate. No, that's not. If Phil and I are driving down the road, and I look over, and Phil's doing 95. I'm like, man, Phil, you're speeding, bro, man. Like, you're, gonna, you're in danger of getting a big ticket. And Phil whoops up me and goes, who are you judging me? I guess you never speed. Okay. 
And two minutes later, get pulled over and he gets a $500 fine and gets five points on his license. Did I do something wrong? Did I do anything wrong? Did I judge him? Do I hate Phil? Did I write him a ticket? But that's where we become with, with sin. If we try to talk to somebody and say, hey man, you know, that, that thing you're doing, that it's, it's, that's not of God, man. Blah, blah. Stop judging me, man. Who are you? I guess you don't sin. That, that's not it. And again, I said it last week, we have become a society that we want to go where we want to go, take Jesus along a little bit with the ride, and think we're good because, oh, I got a little Jesus in me, so I mean, I'm on my path. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep know my voice, and they what? They follow me. They know my voice, they follow me. Not, well, I listen to my sheep's voice, and I, I go where they go. No, if I lose one, guess what? I go and grab him, I get him, I find him, and I bring him back. And I always refer to the, the prodigal son. The prodigal son made a choice to leave the father's house, go out in the world, and live carnally. Spend all the money, drinking, women, all the crazy stuff. And all of a sudden he finds himself broke, homeless, hungry. The love of the Father never changed that whole time he's out there. God, the, 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 in, the, in the story, the Father never changed. His love didn't change. He didn't say, I hate you now because you're living out there. Nope. All he wanted was his son to come home. His love never changed. But what the son did changed. His choices took him out there in the world. He's out there living crazy. And what the world would do is say, man, you're good, you're good right where you're at, man. Father loves you, bro. You're, just, you're good right there in that pig, pig spot living on the streets, no money, broke, hungry. Don't let nobody tell you it's wrong. And here comes someone that loves them and says, all you got to do is get back to the Father's house. You got everything back there. Just go back to the Father's house. But we become this world, we can't, we, can't, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Guess what? 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 still exists. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, idolaters, adulterers, men who practice homosexuality, thieves, greedy, drunkards, revilers, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. When that salvation comes in your life, that means you're washed clean and you turn and serve the Lord. You turn and repent and talk to God and say, God, listen, I know who I was and I still want to be that person, but I'm, I'm seeking after you now. 1 John 1, 1.9 says, Key word here, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. How many of us get before God and confess our sins? Or how many of us just go before God and say, hey God, thank you for loving me. 
I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. It says if we confess them, he's just to forgive them. Not just living in sin, oh well. Stop judging me. Hater. Back to the message. So I'm going to split this up a little bit. So the first thing the enemy is going to do when you're, when you're new to salvation, well, I should know, not even new to salvation. It doesn't matter if you're new or old in salvation. One of the first things he's going to do is, first of all, convince you that who you were is who you are. All that stuff you did, that's still you. That's who you are. You've been doing it for 25 years, man. That's, that's who you are. That defines you. Listen to what people were telling you. That's who you are. You know, and I was reading a, a phenomenal thing in a book just the other day. It talked about we have our, we have our basement People in our, in our um, oh my gosh, what's the top level of apartment? Penthouse. There were penthouse people speaking to our lives. Basement penthouse people. The basement people are the ones in your life that are talking down to you, reminding you who you are, putting you down, gossiping about you, insulting you. And your penthouse people are the ones that are speaking life into you even when no one else sees it and telling you you have gifts and talents you have that you don't even see. And telling you that God loves you and he's got a plan and purpose for you. And telling you he loves you. And telling you, man, there's joy coming over you. There's peace coming over you. There's love coming over you. And you're going, I don't feel any of that. Yeah, but it's coming. It's, it's there. I'm telling you it's there. Those are your penthouse people. You need them. You need them. Let's go here first. Okay. You are my beloved son. Now, here comes the devil. Let's go to the next slide. So here's Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, spirit without measure, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit? What? In the wilderness. See, too often we think, Man, how'd I get here, man? I must have... Man, I screwed up royally somewhere. Man, I, I can't believe I, ended up, I must have did something wrong. I made... Blah, blah. No, sometimes the Spirit will be the one taking you right to the wilderness. Kind of like a, watching an episode of Naked and Afraid. Taking out middle one nowhere, not, let's see if you make it. For 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God... Now, wait a minute. What did the Father just say two lines ago? You are my beloved, if you are the Son. Now, maybe it wasn't, but it just seems kind of convenient that the devil left the word out. Well, he didn't tell him, well, if you're the beloved Son... He left that word out, just like he does with us. That's one of his little things. He don't want you to know God. He don't want you to know God how much he loves you. He doesn't want you to know that. Well, if you're a son, I mean, let's let's. He don't want to. He don't want to say that word. Well, if you're loved, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, "It's written, man shall not live by bread alone." 
I just think that first, the first thing the enemy is going to try to do when he comes into your life is tear down that belief that you are beloved by God the Father, that you're a co-heir with Christ, that you're a son, a daughter. That's the first thing he's going to try to get you to do. I can't, I can't believe it. No, I, I, don't, I just can't. He's going to pound it into your brain. Remember what you used to do? Remember who you are? Remember those things you've said? Remember those things you've done? That's real, man. That's real. He'll try anything. He'll have people calling you. Amen. Want to clear for this thing? Ah, I'm really, I'm really, come on, man. Oh, I guess you change. Oh, come on, man. What do you, you change now? Matter of fact, yeah. He's going to try to tear down every fabric of that love that God said he has for you. He doesn't want you to believe any of that. And what happens is we get caught up in a, in a, in a, in a feelings realm. I don't feel loved. I don't, I don't feel, I mean, I, don't, I just don't feel it. I don't feel the goosebumps and the tingles. It's not a feelings walk, walk, it's a faith walk. It's faith, not feelings. If it was a feelings walk, it'd be crazy. Chaos. It's a faith walk. Sometimes when you don't feel loved at all, when you don't feel that you're accepted by God, when you don't feel like God looking down upon you, you feel like there's so much anger coming from God, you need to step out boldly and say, Devil, shut up. I'm the beloved of the Father. By faith. Not by feelings. I don't care what your guts are doing or what your heart's doing or what your intestines are You've got to step out boldly with your mouth and spew it out. Say, I'm beloved by the Father. I'm beloved by the Father. Say it. Say it, say it, say it. Say it for an hour straight. I don't care. Say it till your feelings change. If you just keep giving in your feelings, faith just goes. Your faith just. And back to that beginning. It said when Jesus prayed, got baptized, prayed, the Holy Spirit comes down. Send it on him. Same thing with us. And another interesting read I read this week about the, you know, the, the level, the Holy Spirit, you know, like Jesus says full of. That's not a that's not an always guarantee. There's not an always a full of. There's there's levels here. You know, are you filled up? Are you pouring out? Are you dry? Are you, you know, like, where's your tank? You know, in the real world, it's easy. You know, you're driving in your car and your gas tank's down. Ooh, I gotta, I gotta fill up. We should have that same inkling in the in the spiritual world. Walking out, oh man, my tank's empty. I better fill up. Too often we just think, I'm good, I'm good. I can get by on fumes. All of a sudden, you're out of spirit. And you're vulnerable. You're broken down, vulnerable. But we've got to have this, this same revelation that the Holy Spirit will take you sometimes to a place where you're, you're, not, you're not getting it. You're going, this ain't of God. 
It, it might not be of God where he's taking you, but God's going to be with you. And he's going to say, now, I, want, I mean, you have to, your faith has to be tested for it to be legit. It has to be, it's going to be tested. Look at Job. If you ever think you're having a bad day, just flip your Bible open to Job and start reading. Your day will get better. Your day will get better. I mean, everything taken away, and Job said, I came into this world naked, and I'll go out of it naked. Whatever I get from God, whatever gets taken away, it's from God. Man, if we could all have that mindset, wow. I just felt, I felt that. I felt that. Job, I mean, and, and the beauty of that story is, I, I, I love the makeup of that story because it says, here, come, here comes Satan, you know, strutting in in the throne, and here's God the Father, like, what do you want? I'm just going around the earth, you know, checking things out. And, and, and I, it's like, I could just see this proud dad moment, the father going, have you tried Job? Because <laughs> you ain't get. I mean, you're not getting him. Devil takes the challenge. Okay, yeah, I'll take that challenge. I'll get a test Job. And notice God puts, you know, He puts a little bit of, He puts little restrictions on him. First, He says you can't harm him. You know, can't take his life. All his stuff. That's yours. Satan takes all his stuff. Job still declares the Father's love for him. How many of us can lose something? Something, not everything. Something. Something that we care about that means something to us. And still declare God's love for us. How many times we lose something that means something to us and we're ready to just at God? Why? Come on, why? I need an answer. Job didn't ask for anything. Job didn't demand justice or an answer. Or Wife got all bent. She, she told him, Get, curse God and die. Woman, you're foolish. That happens in our household. Except it's the opposite way around. <laughs> Jay, you're foolish. Now, y'all have heard me say it, man. The night we had the house fire, this girl right here was praising God's name. And I was the one failing because I was staring into space with mouth hanging open. She was the one declaring God's goodness. All right, that, so, okay, so here we are in this walk. We're new, and we're starting out into our, in our journey with God. God, okay, man, okay, God, I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to take this thing on. I'm ready to repent of my, my ways. I'm ready to turn my life around. I'm ready to get rid of these things that have just held me up and held me slave in bondage. And Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's start on this race, and you start out. 
Of course, you're two steps in, and the devil's telling you God don't love you, and, he's, and the devil's taking stuff away from you, and the, and the Spirit's taking you out in the wilderness, and you're trying to serve God, and you're trying to walk by faith, and you're trying to do things right, and you're falling down, and you're trying to get back up, and you're getting punched in the back, and you're getting back up. We got to take this. We got to we got to run with this next bird, with this next slide. Kick this next slide on. Therefore, since we also have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let's run with endurance the race that's set before us, looking only at Jesus, the originator and perfecter of the faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I was going to put pretty much all of chapter 11 on there, but it's, you know, it's obviously a lot to read. But if you read through chapter 11, all it, all it talks about is faith. By faith, by faith, by faith. And I think, man, I, I, when, you're, when you're struggling, let's say you go out, and you're struggling, and you start out in your race, and you're like, Phew. and you feel like God's telling you, okay, I need you to do this thing. I need you to be the one that's going to that's gonna go here and do this thing, blah, blah. And people are laughing. Look at this idiot. Like, what's he thinking he's doing, blah, blah. He's going, ah, ha, ha, this idiot thinking he's doing something for God, da, da, da. Ah, loser, da, da, And you can't take it. There's Noah up there going, come on, man. Do this thing. God will pull you through it. Come on, come on, come on. They laughed at me too. I started building a big ship and they laughed at me. They mocked me. They told me I was an idiot. They told me I was stupid. I was wasting my time. And guess what I did? I saved the world. The world got saved through me. Come on, you can do this thing too. If God's calling you to it, he'll bring you right through it. Come on, come on, come on. There's Moses. You're, you're to a point in your life and you're going, I, I, I don't know where to go, God. I can't go forward. I can't go forward. I'm trapped. I'm blah, blah. And Moses is like, he parted the sea for me. He'll part it for you too. Come on. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. Walk, walk, walk. Go, go, go. And you're Esther up there. And you're a woman and you're going, I God, I just, I'm timid and I don't have a strong, I can't do great things. And, God, and Esther's going, come on, come on. I was afraid to go talk to the king too because I thought my life, I was going to get killed. I thought I was going to die. But I went and talked to the king by faith, and guess what we did? We saved all the Jews. Esther's going, come on, woman of God, speak, speak, speak. Mary. An angel came to Mary and said, you're going to have a child. She says, I can't, I'm a virgin. Blah, blah. It doesn't matter, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. Do you realize, just think about that time in history, never before and never since has something like this happened. It's easy to look back and think about it, but put yourself at that time frame. And think about if an angel or a vision comes to you and it's something that you've never seen before, heard before, but they're going, yeah, this is going to happen. And what did Mary do? Mary went, let it be done then. There's people in here that probably have had a dream, a vision, something that God's put in your heart, but you're going, that seems impossible. I've never seen something like that. I've never heard of something like that. And Mary's going, I didn't either. But guess what? It happened. I was obedient and it happened. And she's encouraging you too. Sarah. Sarah's telling a woman, I'm 90 years old. She laughed at the guy. The guy said, you're going to have a child. 90 years old, Ben. And there's women in here saying, I'm never going to have a child. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to. And Sarah's going, yes, you will. Yes, you will. It doesn't matter if you're 25, 35, 55. Yes, you will. 
Keep your focus on God. Let God make a way where there is no way. Jacob. Jacob started out life as a deceiver. He deceived people. That was his thing. He did some terrible things. Stole his brother's birthright. Which back in the day was a big deal. And all of a sudden he turned to God. And God did not only just brought he changed his name. And said, I'm going to name the people after you. And maybe you're going through life and you're, and you're defined by your past. And you're defined by who I was. This is who I am. This is what people are telling me. With, and, and Jacob's going, it's not. God will change your name. God will change your ways. God will change us about you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Keep walking. Keep running the race. Think about it. Anybody, anybody ever ran track or cross country or anything like that? But like, actually any kind of, any kind of a sport. You got people cheering you on. People are encouraging you. And I, I used to run on track in high school, and I just, I'll never forget because I used to be, I got, I had to be in the anchor for a couple relays my senior year. And like, of course, the anchor, you're the last leg coming in, and like, you'd have the team running on the inside of the track, screaming your name, cheering you on because, you know, you're in like a dogfight with another person. And like, that, I, that symbolism of this, you know, saying like, you're, you're running this race. And you need endurance to finish this thing, to keep going. And we have this cloud of witnesses just cheering us on. And you read some of these stories and you're thinking, how'd they do that? How? Abraham. God's saying, I need you to leave everything you know and, and let's go. But I'm wealthy. I'm, I'm happy. I got all my family. Let's go. You coming or not? Abraham. Guess I'm going. And that whole chapter talks about other, you know, Gideon. Gideon's going to war, and, he, and God kept saying, ah, you got too many people. Ah, you got too many people. Yeah, I got too many people. And he's left with 300 guys to fight an entire army. And God's like, yeah, but you got me on your side, so we're good. And I just think as we grow weary in this thing, as we get tired, as we get we get discouraged and we get start to feel defeated. We want to give up. We get knocked down. We're bruised. We're battered, beaten. We all have been. If you haven't, well, guess what? It's coming. And when that happens, you have an incredible the most powerful stories ever as a guide to say, you can do this. And you can declare the word of God's not going to give me too much. I can't, I can't bear it. He's never going to do that to me. I've, I've had to stand on that verse before. God, I know you told me I, you'll never give me more than I can bear. Man, it's starting to feel like it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, sometimes we're walking through that valley and it feels like that valley is never going to come to an end. But later in Psalm 23, it says, I'm preparing a table for you in front of your enemies. So as you're fighting through that valley, battered, defeated, feeling like giving up, wanting to go back, 
On the other end of that, there's, there's the father preparing a buffet for you, a big table, and your enemies are sitting there going like, and there's nothing they can do about it. You walk up out of that valley, take a seat at that table, and your enemies just have to take it. They just have to take it. Do I, have another, do I have another slide? Oh, that was just the witnesses cheering you on. Sorry. I forgot I made that slide, to be honest with you. But just in your own walk right now, think about where you're at. Think about what you're facing. Think about, do you feel defeated? Do you feel like you're, man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can. Find that person. Find your story in the Bible. Find your your. Um, here I did it again. Penthouse. Jeez. Find your penthouse person from the Bible. The one that's going to be looking down saying, come on. One more day. One more step. Come on. You can do it. There's a story, I guarantee it, in the Bible that relates to you. Right where you're at. And the Holy Spirit will take you right to it. You sit down with an open spiritual heart, open eyes, open ears, and say, God, I'm struggling. I'm I'm ready to break. I don't know, blah, blah, but I want to keep running. I want to keep running your race. Please help me. And get your Bible out. I promise you, he'll take you right to it. And you'll read a story and you'll be like, man, it'll stir you up. It'll stir you up. I mean, there's... So many. The Bible is amazing. If you want it to be, if you just read it as a as a novel, I mean, okay, that's a great story. But I mean, then okay, but if you allow this thing to come in spiritually, I, I always do this. I don't know if anybody else does this, but when I sit down with my Bible, you can pretty much guarantee every time I pull it out, I say a quick prayer. I say. Holy Spirit, teach me. Open up my spiritual ears and eyes and teach me. I'd say it real quick. Because that's what—that's the whole purpose. That's why I want to read this thing. I don't want to read it just to read it. I want to read it so it can teach me. I'm going I'm to close here. I have a song to play here at the end, and I. Does anybody like me? Do you, do you ever just you come across a a, a song or a maybe a, a live worship or somebody, and it just you you just it's it's like you can't even stop for like a day a week a, like you just can't stop listening to it. You don't want to listen to anything else, and you're just like. And you just can't. You're like, man, I can't stop listening to this. And you just have moment after moment after moment with it. And that's where I've been with this. It's Brandon Lake's uh, House of Miracles. Um, he did a uh, he did a live um, like preview of it, like before I think it got released. Did a live showing of it somewhere, and he had um, he's all these guest people with him: Leland, 
and uh, Dante Bo and Matt Marr and Sarah Reeves. And like, I just can't stop. It's been like 10 days now. And I'm like, I think I listen to it at least once or twice a day. It's like, and I, I just can't stop. But anyway, this song from that is called uh, Son of Heaven. And it's got Matt Moore and Dante Bo with him. And like, I just, <clears throat> here's, what I'm, here's what I'm just going to do. Um, first things first, is there anybody in here today that says, I don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Would you be bold enough to raise your hand and say, I need to be saved today. I need Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior in my life. No saviors, no salvation. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do, because let's face it, we're all dealing with something. I don't care who you are in here today. You can lie to me, but you can't lie to the Holy Ghost. You're dealing with something. It could be something, eh, it's annoying. It could be something that's got you ready to quit your fight or to quit your race. As, as this song starts playing, I just want you to really get a, a, a couple of things. I want you to get a revelation that, first of all, let, let the love of God just permeate inside of you. Just think, God loves me. Close your eyes for a little bit and just, just let that revelation melt over you. Okay? And then whatever it is you're dealing with, I, I just want you to think you have a cloud of witnesses that are cheering you on for endurance, strength, perseverance, saying the race is in front of you. Come on, you got this thing. You've been training, you've been running, you've been fighting, you've been getting bruised, battered, knocked down. Keep getting up, keep getting up, keep getting up. I want you to think about that too as we're singing this song.